Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to Crunching the Numbers. Going inside and breaking down the game and finding out what all the data means. Welcome to another episode of Crunching the Numbers. I'm your host, Mark Spores from the Tennis Menu, and my co-host, as always, the ever-wonderful numbers man, Mr. Shane Leonard, data-driven sports analytics. Shane, thank you once again for joining us. Hi, everyone. I, I, I never deserve any of these fantastic introductions, but uh, it's good to be here, and uh, let's, let's get cracking today. <laughs> let's get cracking, absolutely. It's... Uh, Obviously a challenging time still for everybody around the world and we're hopefully getting in control of the uh, COVID situation right across the world. Hopefully um, in Melbourne we get a little bit better because we're struggling a little bit down here, Shane, and obviously we're confined back to our houses, which uh, which actually isn't too bad sometimes because you get to wake up whenever you want, do what you like. You get to record podcasts like we're doing right now, but um, this week is all about uh, the art of simplicity and the art of simplicity is a really important factor for tennis coaches and data analysts right across the globe to, to understand and to be able to um, utilise because what we know about athletes is that they don't like to be overloaded with information and for from my perspective as a coach I need to keep things very simple in terms of game planning and, um, and information but same goes for yourself and, and data analysts alike, I think it's a real critical component of how we need to deal with our athletes so Shane, we, we spoke a little bit about it um, during the Australian Open. It was about um, when we worked with David um, INL from Romania. and we, we talked a lot about what can we give him that's going to make him the best player on the day. You know, you would come up with a collation of your data, give it to me, and then I would then dissect that to give it to David. But there's so much data that you collate. So do you want to give the listeners a little bit of an idea from a data analyst perspective around what you do and currently do and what you give to me as the coach uh, before we even give it to the athlete? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, uh, this is a this is a really good topic, and it's actually something both Mark and I have um, spoken on various channels. And um, and uh, yeah, the importance of messaging to to the athlete, as Mark mentioned, is, is critical. All of that, including you know reinforced learning um, and having sort of achievable targets, is is, is part and parcel of I think um, the role that the two of us play together. So in terms of the analysis, to probably dial it all all the way back, essentially what we're doing is we're trying to use information from past events matches and then analyze it and then you want to apply it to some future events so a tennis match and 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 the ultimate aim is to try and get some sort of competitive advantage or or get some success from that data now there's a a couple of important call outs you're you're using past matches and you're trying to apply it to a completely new match scenario 
So that brings a bit of a challenge because if, if you know, matches are not identical. A six love, six love result on one day could be completely different to a six love, six love in, in another day. So if you're the analyst, you've got to factor in most things from the past match and then you need to apply some sort of filtration. So you're picking up key things that you can apply to some future event and not absolutely everything. Um, and I, I've spoken in the past about you can code and, and capture data on anything. So potentially you could uh, capture data on tying shoelaces or at, at the change of ends you went to the towel and the relevance of that wouldn't wouldn't apply to a future event so it's it's really important that the the analyst has the experience to, to be able to pick up key things in the match and not absolutely everything even at the analyst stage and, and I'll, I'll put a bit of theory out there but in predictive modeling when you try and apply to every single thing you can build a model that predicts the past event perfectly but it won't work to a future scenario and that's called overfitting because it's not generalizable so I think that's that's a key part of uh, an analyst to, to be able to be experienced enough to figure out the, the most important parts of the match. And you're correct in saying that we're looking at past events. So, you know, this is one thing that, from a coaching perspective, I hate about when people say the head-to-head is 5-0 in favour of one player, so that means that they're more likely to win this next match. It, it's irrelevant. The historical uh, information is kind of irrelevant because players improve and players get better and situations change, environments change. So, as you said, we've got to collate the data, but then obviously only utilise what is going to be beneficial for your athlete to be able to use. So, you know, over the, over the space of 100 matches, your opponent misses every second ball on their forehand in a rally. That is more important than, like you said, you know, the once-off things that might happen, like at two all last time, they've tied their shoelace and they won six games in a row. You know, that's, that's to me, an irrelevant piece of data. So, obviously, the historical data is there, but we need to understand how to utilise that, how to keep it very simple for our athletes. So, as you said, you collate a lot of data over over time. What data specifically, and you can talk about what we did in terms of the Australian Open, but what did you give me at the Australian Open for someone like David Ionel before a match? And then what did we? What was our process? And can you give the listeners a bit of an idea of the process that you had to give to me? And then obviously I'll give that, that process back from what I gave to my athlete. Yeah, I, I think... Um We've worked with each other for some time, so I think as part of the process and as part of, I suppose, the way I went about uh, doing the analysis, I knew that you, you like to see something on the serve, something on the return, and something when the ball's in play. So when I was collecting the data, I always had that front and centre, that that's something um, that I wanted to present to you. And then I, I went about it and go, okay, what 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 else can I pick up during the match that will complement that or, or be a value add? So that that's, I suppose, the data collection. And then once you're doing the analysis, you, you might see something and go, actually, you know what, it's not worth sort of, um, you know, filling the report up with that information because it's not showing a trend or something that we can action. So you naturally filter down a little bit. And then one thing that we do before matches and um, before events is we, we sit down and we have a chat. So there's a further refining process when the two of us are sitting and, and Mark with his experience, technical and, and uh, broad experience in strategy would say, actually, you know what, let's not highlight this today or uh, this could be something we look at in the future, but we would refine it basically. And then you'd communicate it on and maybe you can touch on that. I think that's a really important part as you touched on the serve return and balling play in my three key of any match and that's what I generally plan around so when you're serving when you're returning when the balls in play are really critical because they're the three game situations that you're going to face every single point so and I think that's a really important part that you're giving 
maybe a data analyst that's out there listening is that when you're taking the data or you're analyzing data for the coach that you want, make sure you know what they're looking for. Uh, otherwise, you're going to waste a lot of time doing a lot of a lot of data on things that probably aren't what the coach is going to use. So it's important to understand what the coach wants and what the player needs as well is the, is the other critical component to that. So basically then when we sit down, Shane, it's almost like the refining stage, isn't it? We, we basically grab all the data you've taken and then I get a little bit of info from David about how he's feeling and then I look at how basically he's practicing and playing and then I then look at, well, can David actually execute what you're wanting to do from a data perspective? And if he can't, then obviously we don't want to present him with the information that you've probably given. So there's a lot of components to that. And then we refine our information a little bit further. And then you obviously isolate maybe two or three things that we need to work with. And then I take that to David. And that's the, the important part for me taking it to, to the athlete is I need to be able to be simple. I need the player to be able to execute that. I need to know that if I give them this information, they're not going to be overloaded and freeze up come important times in the match. So there, for me, the, the important parts of, of that um, discussion with the athlete is, is making sure that I know that they're not going to be overwhelmed by the, the information that I'm giving them. And that has happened in the past, and I know that we've had times in the past where we've given information and the player is just frozen and and gotten too much, and it's about refining that and keeping it as simple as possible. And that's hence the reason we've gone down this path today, Shane, is is simplicity is is the key in terms of what do we want to look for, your perspective, what do I want to hear from you from the coach perspective, and then what do we then filter to the athlete uh, to ensure that they can execute things to the best of their ability. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I think for for an analyst, and I'm speaking to, to you guys out there, just always remember that the, the final recipient isn't necessarily the coach to the player so there needs to be a level of understanding from the analyst to the coach and um, and to make sure that the coach is able to to understand um, the information you're giving because they'll need to relay it on and if you if you sort of start your analysis knowing that there's a, a third party uh, waiting or in some instances I've worked on a team where there's two coaches and, and I was only communicating to one coach so there needed to be a sort of communication at that level and then a further communication to the player so if, if you if you sort of remember that the end recipient might not be the person you're directly giving the information to you, you'll, you'll, you'll naturally build in a, a little bit of simplicity to, to the analysis as well. Like I said uh, with Mark, I think it's a it's an iterative process as well. I haven't necessarily got it right all the time and, and um, each coach I've worked with is different so I've had to refine that to the team that I'm working in. That's important to understand too, like the, the data is not always going to be 100% correct so we've got to not give the information to the player as this is going to be gospel because you might need to make changes through the map. So the other last part of it, I feel, is the important part. In that delivery from a coaching perspective, and I've asked you this several times, we've actually given the video evidence behind the data to the player to see what we are saying and not necessarily just the numbers behind it. And that, to me, is the, the real sticking point and that where we can get the trust from the athletes to say, the player's forehand breaks down on these moments target this area on these moments, I'll show you what that looks like. Basically, that then gets the buy-in, and once you get the buy-in and the trust, then the player knows that it's not just an opinion, it's basically numbers, it's vision, and then the coaches, obviously, they're giving it to them so they trust the coach. So you get those three bits of information, and then you can have the athlete have that real confidence when they walk into the match, that they've seen that it works, that they've heard that it works, the coach tells them, hey, this is going to work. So there's a lot more belief when they walk into that match, and 
and that's obviously coming from you. You cut the vision and you get the data, and that's obviously where our um, information comes together as coach and, and data analyst to be able to produce the, to the player. Yeah, definitely, and I think when it works well, it's fantastic, and, and I'm glad you sort of raised video because I think adding video there has has really helped, and, and, it, and it is almost the, uh, from my experience, on the I remember the Thomas Fabiano, he, he had a, a skepticism of statistics, basically, and he, he didn't believe in it, and, 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 and really video was the selling point on some, some things that we wanted to, to change, and without it, I don't think, yeah, we would have nailed some of the changes. Yeah, and we've always talked about that video, the vision is basically evidence and people need evidence right so you know these days you can't just say to someone oh this is this is fact unless you've got something to back it up and when you've got things to back it up like vision and data it makes your your arguments so much better um i know that helps when i'm talking to my wife as well i need vision and data to be able to to convince her several times so it's uh, it's important but uh you know i think this is a really important topic shane and we obviously have worked together for a long time so we understand each other quite well, but it's important that if you're a data analyst out there or a coach, um, ensure that you are working together and not in separate or individual silos and make sure that you work together to achieve something that is going to make the player a better better player on the day. Historical data is important, but it's not going to make or break your match. You need the, the data plus also the, the current feelings of the player. You need to be able to connect with the athlete, get the trust, get the buy-in to be able to get the results. And, you know, use video to show evidence uh, and make sure that you as a coach are keeping things very simple in the delivery of your message. So if, uh, if you guys can do that, then obviously we're going to move forward and make our athletes much better. Shane, as always, mate, your information is, is seconds to none and you know obviously we've had a lot of success doing what we do and I want to continue to do that and hopefully people can learn from our situation and the way we work because it's uh, it's vitally important for our athletes because it's all about the athlete not about us and we want the best for them so again thanks for your time and efforts mate No thanks Mark and uh, yeah I mean that's reciprocate that I think I've learned a, a great deal from Mark just the way uh, he approaches dealing with the athlete but also you know strategizing for a match and, and, and actually using the information um, I think I you know, my my lessons from him have been invaluable. Thanks, Shane. Much appreciated, mate. And uh, yeah, all the best. And guys, that's been another episode of Crunching the Numbers. That was the art of simplicity, brought to you by Data Driven Sports Analytics, where the guru Shane Leonage himself is the man there, and the tennis venue, which is launching in August. So. Please uh, get onto the tennis menu on social media and take a look at uh, our page. And hopefully, there's plenty of products, and there's definitely a product there with Shane Leonage, uh, which we've got called Crunching the Numbers. It's all about the data analyst uh, perspective on the game. So, thanks once again for listening, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Crunching the Numbers. Make sure you subscribe to receive all the First Serve podcast. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.